Us too, Siler. Welcome back, everybody. We've been gone for a while. This is Eclipse to Heroes podcast. My name is Keisha. And I'm Rachel. <laughs> we are finally back. We have been gone for a while because of our little holiday break. Um, you know, got to spend time with the fam and all that. But here we are. We're. Did you think we'd abandon you? We haven't. We're finishing this fucking thing. Not gonna, not gonna leave before some of the best stuff happens. Of course not. It's the point of the whole damn show. <laughs> of course not. We're here. Point of the whole damn show. Yeah, we're here. We're ready. We're getting into the final episodes of the main show. It's exciting times. Um, we do have a little bit of uh, new news, though. If you'd like to kick things off, Rachel. Sure. Okay, I'll kick it off with the. I guess less newsy kind of one in a way, the weirder of the two. So Jack Coleman is going to be going on tour with a couple other members from the original, from the show Dynasty. And it's like, what is it called? Our Dynasty Tales from the Set. Apparently the first one they did, they debuted it like in December 1st, but they're supposed to tour in 2022, but I haven't seen anything about dates. Well, you know, all touring is up in the air right now. So yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I guess we'll maybe hear more about it. In our Dynasty Tales from the set, the actors will share behind-the-scenes stories, interact with their audience, and feature some musical surprises. The show will tour nationally in 2022. So, we'll see. Stay tuned. Um, I I don't even know if, like, everybody, everybody knows that, like, he was a big part of Dynasty. That's why he's doing Mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. The OG Dynasty. Yes. Because before we started to record, I went and, like, <laughs> news and, like, typed in everyone's name trying to look for stuff, so. Because <laughs> I haven't been paying attention over the past month, so. Yeah. Well, nothing really big has broken either, so no. it's, you know, you kind of have to look for the stuff. So, the other thing is Milo News, and they, ABC has picked up Only to Deceive, which is a... TV series adaptation of a, a novel, and it comes from Divide Pictures, which is uh, a company that Milo is a part of. <laughs> Man, falling off the horse for podcasting, I feel like I'm like, ooh. <laughs> anyway, continue. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I was like, we're going to be rusty as fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rusty <laughs> as fuck. Yep. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, boy. It's been longer for us than it has been for you because we pre-recorded a few of the episodes before. And honestly, I wanted to put... I was hoping to record this episode before we took our break, but that just didn't happen. Wasn't in the cards. So... Nope. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nope. Well, I got sick, so... Mm-hmm. And I had... Fa- anytime that I was available, you weren't. And when you were available, I wasn't. <laughs> yep. So. Well, because I got sick, possibly with the big O. We don't mm-hmm. know yet. Uh, we'll never know. And uh, also, as I've re- you know said many times on the podcast, I work in retail, and this is the worst time of the year. Yep. So mm-hmm. I'm essentially unavailable to friends and family for about two months. Mm-hmm. So here we go, mm-hmm. on the other side of it, finally. Yep, yep, yep. Mentally, spiritually, emotionally unavailable. <laughs> <laughs> Phys- physically here, but that's about it. Yeah. Pretty much. But yeah, Milo executive producing this project. Uh, maybe he'll be in it too? I do not know. It is like... That'd be cool. It's set in Victorian like England. Thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. Be fun to see him do something like that after doing, um, you know, This Is Us for however many years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Yes. But what was interesting uh, that we commented on uh, before we started recording was um, just seeing the Divide Pictures name. We were like, he's still producing stuff. Good for him. Yep. Because that Mm -hmm. was the thing back back when Heroes was ending. Yeah. Yeah. So that's still around. Still a thing. Like, every actor had their own little producing thing for a while. Zach was part of one for a while. Mm -hmm. I don't know if he still is. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't know if they're, like, still putting stuff out. They might be. Actually, that's worth looking into. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, I wonder if that still is a thing. Oh, the before-the-door pictures. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Looks like they haven't done anything in a little while. Mm-hmm. I've wondered about that. I hadn't really heard. So. Mm-hmm. I forgot what it was until I looked it up, but then, yeah. I knew the name, because I remembered the name um, from back in the day. But, yeah. Fantastic. Because, yeah, they also published couple graphic novels yes they did mm-hmm. and so has milo that is the yep. thing they've both done mm-hmm. so that's that's kind of fun that they've both sort of done something similar like that considering how much of a thing how much of a presence they are in this week's episode yes oh my gosh guys strap the fuck in <laughs> Ooh, yeah oh, oh boy <laughs> because this is season four volume five episode 12 the fifth stage <laughs> So many numbers, so many numbers. None of them line up. No. Nope. Yeah. Yep, the fifth stage. That is this week's episode. Um, shall I kick it off? Hell yeah. I didn't write down who did the previously because I don't often get it on Peacock. Who was it? It was Nathan. Oh, was it really? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's depressing. I'm going to go cry in the corner for like a little bit. Yep. Well... Yeah, that's a bummer. <laughs> <laughs> it was Nathan. It was Paz Darden oh. previously. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, jeez. I, I mean, like, not jumping ahead, you can cut this out. But um, that's one of the most interesting things about watching it now in my post, like, yeah, Siler days, is I can really feel how fucking sad Milo and Adrian are. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They are so upset in that scene <laughs> to, yep. to be doing this. Like, hmm Oh, Jesus. Yeah, so, anyway. Kicking things off, um, we begin at the carnival. Everybody love the carnival. And Lydia is uh, basically going up to Samuel after, uh, if you recall, because I know it's been a while, mm-hmm. um, Hero ended up taking Lydia into the past, and she got to see what happened to Joseph. So she's one of the people in the carnival who know the truth now. So in the present day, she marches right up to him and she's like, look, I know I've I found out about it, but like, hey, my daughter's here and I'm, you know, willing to keep her safe. I'm going to I'm not going to say anything. I'm not going to disrupt your plans like you're 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 cool with me. You know, I know, but it's no problem. And they're really driving home, though, like Lydia has a daughter thing. Don't worry, it's going to all pay off later. Um but we don't get to spend too much time with this because we have a very special guest star being introduced to the proceedings. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, please welcome um, genre mainstay, Mr. Todd Stashwick has now joined the show, everybody. Yeah. Go flashy stashy. Um, you name a genre yeah, so show, we... he's probably been in it. <laughs> You fucking bet your ass he's been on, uh, well, yeah, let's do the thing, because we do this for everyone else. Mm-hmm. I did not look at his IMDb before. I have it open. Have, I, I really suck. 
He's been on Angel. He's been on Buffy the Vampire Slayer. <laughs> I'm just scrolling up from the bottom, naming some like he's genre He's been on shows. Supernatural. Yep, he's no. been on Supernatural. I'm not quite to that yet. Uh, I He <laughs> was a main part of 12 Monkeys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're on the top. <laughs> well, I'm just going with what I remember. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, he, his list is so big, I'm just looking for, like, pertinent ones for our own interest. Well, there's a there's a pertinent one for our own interest in that he was um, on the originals. Yes, that's, I just got to that. The originals, he was also on Teen Yay. Wolf. Like, <laughs> right yeah. around the same time, yeah, like, right after the originals, he was on Teen Wolf. He was on Gotham. For my interest, he was on Gotham, yep. He was on American Horror Story. He sure fucking was. Uh, and, yeah. Currently on yeah. 911 Lone Star, I guess, for a couple episodes, but yeah. The man gets work, consistently. Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh my god, yeah. That's a solid IMDb, let me tell you. Yeah, it's a long one. I'm just like, yeah. <laughs> scrolling through like, he was also on Revolution. <laughs> and, well, we don't talk about that show. <laughs> oh my god. Talk about one of the biggest, like, disappointments ever of genre television fucking revolution mm-hmm, mm-hmm. oh anyway um yeah and he was also on burn notice yep mm-hmm. and justified he's been mm-hmm. on a lot of good shows yep he didn't get the lost punch card though so oh yeah boo mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's okay he made up for it by being on literally everything else yes yeah he's been on literally everything else <laughs> He has. God damn. He was good on the originals, too. But, yeah. He was. Oh, Father Father Kieran, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dude, that show is good. Like, I know people are, like, whatever about the Vampire Diaries, and they should be, because a lot of mistakes were made. But the originals pretty much nails it all throughout. Yes. Mm-hmm. And you don't really need to watch TVD to even start the originals. Like, there's very little background you actually need because they just repeat their own origin story so much. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, it's it's a recommend for me. Same. <laughs> Obviously same, yeah. Uh. So, yeah, Todd Stashwick, um, who is playing a character called Eli. Mm-hmm. Who is just like, I, I love the way in which he's like literally summoned by Samuel. It's just like this really great like highlight moment. It's very like featuring Todd Stashwick. Like people know Todd Stashwick. He's been in things. And so they bring him in and oh my God, Samuel's going like full megalomaniac at this point. Mm-hmm. Like the way he's talking. It's like, oh God, he's he's, he's on the Magneto path for real. And um. As he's having a conversation with Eli, it, it would seem like Eli is everywhere at once. It's like, oh, is he another speedster? Is he really, really fast? Like, um, like Edgar? It's like, no, no, he's a, he's a, he's a multi-man. He can duplicate himself, which is fun. Um, so you get many Todd Stashwicks for the price of one. So that's great. And he wants Eli to go get files from Noah Bennett's apartment. So, um, <laughs> I love the bit when he's talking to him and he's like, so who should I give this to? <laughs> like, which, which one to use the real one? Like, help me out here. This is fun, but also help me out here. I don't want to make an ass of myself and give it to one of your copies. Um, 
And uh, he literally, he goes, like, do I get to use my friends on this particular mission? Which means, like, he wants to fuck shit up. This one, this one's not a peaceful one, and that's why Samuel called on him. It seems like he's probably been, like, waiting in the ranks to get, like, the call. Like, come on, coach, put me in. But Mm -hmm. Edgar's been, you know, the right-hand man for so long. But now Edgar's done fucked up, so it's like, ah, well, here we are. Yeah. It's Eli's time to shine. (laughs) You say that, and yet in this episode, which we'll get to, I don't, you don't quite see that in this episode yet. No, he gets moments later on that are pretty important. Um, Yeah. But, uh, yeah, he gets a couple little moments, and so just, like, whoosh heroes immediately right after that. Like, we don't even play around with, like, going into other stuff, so... Mm-hmm. So we have a lot to do. This is not the first time that we have seen this power, but it is the first time we've seen it on the show because we have seen it in a graphic yes. novel before. I think maybe twice in a graphic novel. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right, actually. The one that I definitely am thinking about is the season two one with um, Adam Monroe, where he's chasing this guy around that he thinks is like, oh, like me, he doesn't die, but he's a multiplier and he gets bested by him, so... And he was, like, so disappointed that he wasn't like him, because mm-hmm. it's so lonely. Yes. Forever. <laughs> yes. So we get to see one on the show now. Yes, which is, like, awesome, because it's a, it's a power we haven't seen yet, and also, like, on the show, and, and also it's one of the ones that's so dependent on the CGI and stuff being, like, okay. Mm-hmm. And um, it looks pretty good. The way they do it looks pretty okay. It looks pretty yeah, good. Yeah, it's not bad. It's not bad. So much of Heroes, like is beholden to the fact that it started maybe a couple years before the technology was there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So a lot of the later stuff looks better, actually. Um, Mm -hmm. Which uh, is kind of a shame. We would have had less closed-door battles, perhaps, (laughs) if we would have gotten a little little closer to a little bit, you know, more accessible, good-looking technology for television that was affordable. So... Mm -hmm, mm Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Woosh Heroes, dude. <laughs> Woosh Heroes. Uh, shall we go over and see how Mr. Noah Bennett is doing, though? Yes. Yes, please. Okay. So, um, he's working on his carnival vision board, and, um, it's, it's being very, like, not subtle with how the, the camera keeps going to little notes and stuff that he makes about the compass. Like, oh, it's all about the compass. How does it work? What does it do? What is so special about this thing? And who should show up at his door but uh, Lauren. So apparently Thanksgiving was not a deal breaker. Mm -hmm, (laughs) She's mm -hmm. back. Um, And in fact, um, she's there to pick him up for a date. They're going to go to the movies. And I love that so much. I love that she asked him out. She's picking him up. Like, they're great. They're just Mm -hmm, great. I'm mm -hmm. sorry, Sandra. I really do. I really do love you. But Lauren is his soulmate. It's like, I'll die on that <laughs> hill. Um, because the minute that it becomes apparent that, you know, he's actually kind of in the middle of his little research uh, and realizes that his compass is gone. Thanks, Claire. Because, you know, he very quickly realizes that she probably stole it when she was over. Um, which this is confirming the timeline of the episode. It's like Black Friday on Heroes. It's yep. the day after Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. So... Um, they should be out shopping those deals. No, they shouldn't. It's great because it's like, she doesn't get upset or anything that he's, you know, distracted. No, she's immediately like, let's do this together. This, this is, this is like their date now is them working on this mystery together and trying to figure out where Claire wound up and what's going on with the carnival. 
And that is, like, so perfect for them. Mm-hmm. Because, like, they don't even care. They're like, ah, movie movie. Like, let me, let me, you know, use my, my CIA perks to triangulate Claire's cell phone. And, you know, this is, this is what they're going to do for a good time. It's so perfect. It's so perfect. I love Lauren, okay? I could just go on. I really could. They work well together. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I feel like Elizabeth Rome and um, Jack Coleman have insane amounts of chemistry. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. This is my power couple at the moment. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> at the moment is, like, the underline right at now. At the moment! Oh, God. <laughs> Every scene that I did with the other two was really long. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Strap like in, folks. This is going to be a long one. <laughs> I was making so many comments to her when I was watching this. She she, she knows. She's dealt mm-hmm. with my bullshit forever. But, God, I was really pleased last night. And I still am. But about the carnival, what's what's up? Where, uh, you know, what's how, how are they doing now? Let's check in with them once more. With different characters. Yeah, so uh, Claire and her compass are at the carnival now. They pulled up with uh, Gretchen, and uh, Claire's like, oh no, Gretchen's like, we came all this way to go to a carnival, because it's just like a really quick scene with them for like Mm -hmm. a moment, like to set us up before we go back to someone else. But um, yeah, so they've made it to the carnival. That's where Claire is, basically. (laughs) She made it to the carnival. I probably could have slapped that in with your stuff, but that's okay. Because <laughs> it is more of a, like, tail note to HRG being like, oh, where's my daughter? You know? Yeah. And she has that, like, really great line where she's like, well, I always did say I belonged in a freak show, but this is pretty literal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we'll go from there to Angela walking into an ER where Peter is running, not running, but he is moving quickly around the ER, um, putting vials <laughs> into a bag. And he's like, I know why you're here. And she's like, listen, Peter, son, my boy, you need to leap (laughs) over those five stages of grief and get right to acceptance right now. (laughs) It's game over. Siler's won. Mm. Nathan is dead. Mm. I saw him dead myself. Mm. And Peter is like, no, he's in there. I'm going to get him out. And she's like, well, how are you going to, how are you, Mr. Powerless, going to fight Siler? And as soon as she says that, who strolls up into the ER but Renee, because Peter called him. And Peter's like, thanks again for coming. He's like, anytime. And he borrows his power. And (laughs) Angela's just like, Peter, what are you going to do if you can't get Nathan back? And Peter's like, I guess I'll just settle for revenge. And it's like, okay, sure, buddy. Sure. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so... My poor neighbors, they're not ready. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Oh. So, yeah, Peter is in denial right now. On, like, a purely legal uh, note, um, he fully cannot just swipe all of that, uh, those narcotics. He fully cannot just take all those vials. Those things are, like, heavily inventoried. And, like, mm-hmm, he's totally mm-hmm. gonna get fucking fired for stealing that shit. Like... Yeah. That's just the only thing I could think of now. I was like, that's a lot of drugs he's stealing. He's rich. <laughs> uh, he has... Okay, he's not rich. He's from a rich family. It's different. 
Oh, he's the only it's son not, now, we'll so totally it over. he's the only son. He'll oh, get off whatever now. Too soon. Too soon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm gonna throw my bat too soon. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love when when Peter's just determined that he's gonna kick Siler's ass. That's the best. I'll settle for revenge. <laughs> oh, I love it. As he walks I out of the hospital. It. Yeah. Guys, little bag. Like, ugh. I appreciate Angela coming like, listen, Peter, don't be stupid. But at the same time, I also, you know, it's like Peter's going to Peter, so. Well, you know, it's one of those interesting things, right? Is like she's probably seen a dream or something. Like she knows what's going to happen with them in a minute. Yeah. Or has an idea of it. So. Because she was in denial for a long time and now she had to face the harsh reality of acceptance, so. Right. Because like she realized like no... You can, you know, try to patch up that, you know, crack in the ceiling, but it's, it's, it's in the foundation now. Like Mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's not something that you can just put, you know, a little, little bit of spackle over it. Like it's, no, it's fucked. Like, yeah, it's just a time bomb. That's all it is. It's not real. So. Yeah. Which we'll get into more later as the episode progresses because. Yes. There's a lot there. Because that's like the core of it. (laughs) Yep. And there's a lot of ways to interpret what happens, too. But, what, yeah, back to Claire. We actually get a long scene with Claire. Yes! Claire. So, Claire and Gretchen are out of the car now, heading for the carnival, and Claire is getting cold feet, and she's kind of like, all right, you know what, this was stupid, even though we find out that, like, this was a 21-hour drive <laughs> they just went on. My Which, God. Again, Heroes so in Their casual. Time. Heroes in Their Time doesn't quite work out, but whatever. Well, like, if they left and it was night, then, like... Maybe? The the time is a little, like, not quite right anyway. But, um... Sure. Sure, sure. Yeah. Because later they point out it'll be a 24-hour drive back, but, yeah. Right. No, but yeah, do go on. Yeah. Claire's getting cold feet. She's worried... She's coming up with excuses, worried about running to Becky. And Gresh is like, listen, I'm here to support you no matter what. And you need to at least go in and, like, check it out. And as they move closer who shows up, but Samuel, and he's like, oh, Claire, I'm glad you couldn't make it. And he puts on the charm. He gives them free passes. He's like, the whole night is on me. Claire's like, I'm (laughs) I'm just looking. I'm not sure what I'm looking for, but I'm just here to look. And he's like, well, it's a lot more normal than it might look. You know, I'm sure Carnival, ooh, but it's it's normal here, you know. We're trying to make an honest living with what we're best at. (laughs) And we're moving around, you know, to keep us safe until there's a better way for us to live. And he gives them popcorn. He's like, this is the best popcorn in the world, which apparently it is because they both liked it. And he's like, listen, just stay until you finish the box. Walk around, meet some of the family here. And then I will walk you back out of the carnival myself. So just until they finish the box. He leaves. Gretchen's like, all right, so what should we be looking for anyway? (laughs) And they head toward the freak show. And we get to see the like big freak show posters. And we see one for Lydia... And we see one for Eli. <laughs> and I love that. I don't think they point out in this scene one that we see for a character that comes up later, but there is you do see it in a background layer, so I won't mention him yet. And is that uh is it Tim Sale art? I don't know if it is or not. Is it doesn't quite look like it. it it's it's just in that style of that freak show poster, you know. Right, right, but he's, like, done all the art for the show, even in different styles, so I wonder. 
I don't know. We'll have to look that up. Um, so they go in and they go to Lydia and she's sitting there, her back to them and she drops her little cloak and it's like, all right, come on in, ask a question. (laughs) And she's like, just ask a question, take my hand. And then Claire comes over and does so. She asks if she's supposed to be there and we see a tattoo appear on her back, indestructible girl uh, at the bottom. So again, like those posters we saw when she walked in. And she's like, what, am I going to have a circus act? And Lydia's like, no, this is not the future. It is what you desire. She's just showing you her desires. Claire wants to be here, allegedly. Yeah, yeah, there's something. There's something there. Um, I love the recording of Samuel Carnival uh, Carnival Barking for people to go into Lydia's tent. Mm -hmm. I think that's cool. Um, it also has, like, almost a very, almost, like, entrancing or hypnotic quality that mm-hmm. seems to probably help draw her in. Um, and then second thing, uh, <laughs> um, when they come in and Gretchen's like, yeah, okay, carnival, cool, because half-naked lady. She's like, hubba hubba, <laughs> alright, this isn't so bad. She does. Yeah. She does, and I think that's great. Mm-hmm, yeah. mm-hmm. Even though she clearly has a top on because there's a mirror. <laughs> And you can see she's got a shirt <laughs> yes. on. So, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Still. <laughs> mm-hmm. I thought that. I, I still think that's really funny that they did that. <clears throat> yeah, like, ooh, not bad here. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, okay. This tends pretty all right. <laughs> <laughs> Fine with this. Yeah. So the hospital, huh? Yeah. Oh, boy. Mm, strap in, folks. So, uh... <laughs> Oh my god. Ugh, we'll see how extra I get. I don't know. It could go either way. So Peter is in the hospital and he's like traveling in the hospital. He's got his bag. He's ready to fuck Siler up. He gets into an elevator and he's getting ready to, you know, go somewhere, probably to leave. And um, he has to stop the elevator because someone's trying to get on and it's this nurse. It's a nurse we've seen before, isn't it? Yes. She was the one that was like, hero, you got to stay in bed. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. So he's seen her. So he's like, oh, okay. You know, like this is the hospital he basically works at. You know, this is where he like takes his people from when the, you know, ambulance shows up. So like this is, you know, you know, familiar face. Yeah, sure. And obviously Peter's a nice guy. So he holds the door for her and she comes in and. Uh, you know, a little pleasant greetings, like, oh, hi, you know, they're just sitting there having, like, a nice little elevator moment for a second, and then suddenly, um, the nurse turns toward Peter and smirks, and, uh, oh, shit, it's really Siler, (laughs) (laughs) and he, um, the doors open, they're in, like, a, I don't know, like, a sub-basement or a basement or a wing that's being worked on, because there's construction shit everywhere, it's, like, not for the general public, and he flings Peter so hard that it breaks through the sheetrock that they have going up. He just goes full Siler. Just sing with the TK and smacks the shit out of him. So he's, you know, against the wall trying to recover. And he reveals himself fully. And he can shift clothes. Let's not fucking forget that. Yep. Um, because as funny as it would be to watch him do that in Nurse Scrubs, I, I see. I see why. And so he steps out and he's got the little bag because Peter lost it when he got thrown. And he takes out all of the very serious drugs that he was using. That was like, you know, 
probably like surgery grade shit, you know, tranquilizers and paralytics. And he's like, oh, is all this for me? You know, and he lets them fall to the floor and he's like, you shouldn't have. And he empties the whole bag like, no, really, you shouldn't have. You should have just let this be because this is going to happen now. Petrelli, like, oh, you know, get ready. And so he walks forward and Peter's like, oh, no. And it's great because Peter knows that he's going to do like they're instantly ready for each other, which I fucking love about this scene. Um, Peter's like, I better skedaddle. I am in danger. And so he scatters away and he runs off in this construction zone. And Siler, you know, Siler got a Siler. He does the like full on like slow Michael Myers walk like he used to back in the homecoming days. Like just <laughs> full on everything is going to work out just fine for him. He has nothing but time. So he goes after him. And uh, but he's too fucking cocky because of it. And so he's like, well, I gotta say, Peter, I'm disappointed in you. Your plan was to what? Syringe me with drugs again? Isn't that the old plan? Like, oh, okay, yeah, it worked. Sure, you got me. But, like, fool me twice, you know? And so he's just having a, a, just a grand time just <laughs> mocking him, right? Just playing with his prey, as it were, as he thinks. And he gets um, ambushed by Peter, who smacks him real good with a two-by-four. And then Siler's like, oh, you little bitch. And he turns around to, like, fling him again. And then <gasps> nothing happens because of our Haitian friend. Mm-hmm. He's like, yeah, I took, I took his ability. I borrowed it. You got nothing, bud. Mind erasing and power blocking. That's what I've got right now. Now give me my brother back, like, full on, like, this is happening. And so... It's great because, you know, with Peter's ability, he can only hold on one ability at a time, or I guess, like, one person's abilities at a time. So he can only do power blocking and minor racing. He doesn't, you know, he can't, he doesn't have speed, he's not strong, he doesn't have TK, and neither does Siler. So they get to do my favorite thing in the fucking world, which is in a world wherein the context is usually so, um... It's usually so grand. It's usually so, you know, uh, over the top. It's usually so not normal, not average. Everything's super. Everything's powered. Everything is like that. They get to just beat the shit out of each other as people. <laughs> just as just as Peter Petrelli and basically Gabriel Gray. And we get to see what happens. And I love it so much. It's like my favorite thing. This is one of my favorite scenes between them. Because, and actually, they're kind of evenly matched. Um, because Peter is very, like, he's got the upper hand because he's pissed, right? So that's really helping him out. So he's angry, and he also, you know, surprised Siler with the power-free thing. So he's got him for a minute there. And it's so great, because they're fighting, but they're holding their own. Like, Peter's doing okay, but then, like, Siler's getting back up there because he has the reach, and he's taller and it's like it's always like physical things come into play and also he's had to do it enough now that I think he's kind of learning how to throw a punch kind of I mean I don't want to like talk shit but I kind of do um he's not like the best at hitting people (laughs) he does like this weird little like rabbit punch thing that I just very much enjoy um and yeah so they're just going at it it's back and forth no one really has the upper hand which is exciting and it's just so sad because it's like you just see in Peter like he's just like 
his emotions are just on his fucking sleeve. Like, the denial in this happening right now. And he gets to the point where he basically, like, gets, like, he pins Tyler, essentially. And he's like, okay, Pete, what are you going to do? Beat him out of me? Which, Zachary Quinto did not need to read the line the way that he does. It's it's a lot. It's it's just, it's hard to ignore. As a, as a shipper, it's very hard to ignore. He's like, yeah, yeah, what are you going to do? Beat it out of me? You know you want to. Because, I mean, I'll say this till I die. Tyler is such a masochist. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So... That's what was going to go down um, until, like I said, it's a construction zone. There's tools and shit everywhere. And in this moment, Peter looks up and he sees one of those, like, um, nail guns. Yeah, it's a nail gun. That they use. Mm -hmm. It's a nail gun. Uh, It's like an electric nail gun. Um, And he's like, no, (laughs) I've got a different idea. And uh, basically... Just without any hesitation, uh, Mr. Do No Harm fucking nail guns a man to a piece of wood, and it is insane. <laughs> like, again, <laughs> thinking of this as, like, this is not two superpowered people fighting, really. This is two normal people right now, and because he can't heal, and he's just... Literally crucifying Siler to a piece of wood by his hands and his feet. And it is fucked. Um, they, they, uh, they do not, they're not shy about showing the nail go in. Um, you get a classic Quinto scream. We haven't had one of those in a while. Um, I can't not cringe when he does that. It just, whoa, it just gets to me right, right in my bones. Um, but then as it's going on, he starts doing his little crazy laugh, right? Because, you know, oh, it's just, it's Siler, right? He's, it's, it's, it's just like, oh, God, you just, you can't. He's like, Peter basically is trying to get Siler to surrender. And that's just not in his heavily altered DNA. Like, that's just not what he's ever going to fucking do. We've seen it with Matt. We've seen it with everyone throughout the show. Like, that is not who he is. He will fucking make Peter Petrelli cover him like a pincushion, and he will not say die. Like, that is just how it's going to go down. And I think he's also enjoying the fact that Peter is, like, basically doing this to a harmless person. Like, mm-hmm. I, I think that he's enjoying that part of it. Like, ooh, Peter the hero of Petrelli doing this to someone who cannot defeat, like, and cannot defend themselves in any real way. So... He just goes back to punching him after a while because he's like, this isn't giving him, you know, what he needs. It's not getting him any results. So he's beating the shit out of him. But, like, you can tell he's, like, already lost kind of at this point where it's like he's not getting what he wants. It's not working. He was hoping Siler would bend more. So he just gets kind of desperate. And he's like, you know what? Fine. Yeah, I've got the memory thing. I'm just going to Renee the fuck out of you right now. And so... Siler's, like, blood in his mouth. Like, I'd love to see you try. Fucking go for it. Because... He can't. He can't not when it comes to Peter Petrelli. It's like Peter, Noah, and Mohinder, he would just do this mm-hmm, all day, every mm-hmm. day, I think. He'd just be like, yeah, sure, do it. I don't even care. Um, so. Claire, too, I'd say. It's so sad. Yeah, Claire, too, probably. Claire, too. Um, like, we've seen it with Matt, but mm-hmm. those are, like, the core people where it's just like, he would just, he would just let him do this all day long. And give him nothing. So it's so sad because he's trying to, like, force the memories 
back. He wants his brother back so hard. He even is, like, crying. And he says, I can't do this alone. Nathan, you have to come back to me, basically. And I just, my heart, Mm -hmm. I can't handle it. Mm -hmm. And eventually we get past our face back. So it's Nathan, Nathan body again. And Siler, mind fucks off. And it's so depressing to watch because, like, the whole thing at the end plays out like such a wish fulfillment dream from a man who's just being annihilated by grief. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, yeah, the happy ending, right? This is what you want. But reminder, we're only about 16 minutes into the episode at this point, so. Yeah. This is not the end. <laughs> yeah. Not at all. I remembered Peter, like, you know, nailing his, his arms to the board, but I didn't remember the whole, like, as they're talking, him reaching around and, like, nailing him in the leg a few times. Yes! Yes! He does the crucifixion thing, and then he, like, pegs him a couple more times for fun. Like, just, like, he's so frustrated that he can't just make this happen. Like, turns around, nails him in the thigh a couple times. <laughs> yeah. You're gonna need a whole That's lot That's when more the nails. second screen comes. Yep. Oh, God. Yeah, you're gonna need a lot more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, Jesus. Could you just chill for once, Siler? <laughs> like, oh my god. Mm-mm. You're being nailed to a board. Could you just admit defeat for once? <laughs> like, Hell no. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Just, just wonderful. Just fantastic. Huh. So, sh- should we go back to the carnival a little bit? Yeah. How's Claire doing? Well... Claire's, like, kind of getting into the concept of it, actually. Uh, much to Gretchen's chagrin. Because Gretchen's like, this place is creepy as fuck. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I don't like the vibe here at all. And Claire is getting kind of like, okay, like, these people are living out in the open. This is kind of cool. And uh, she's like, hey, maybe I can be the girl that gets sawed in half every night. Kind of joking, but, like, kind of not. Kind of like, huh, this is interesting. And they go over to one of the carnival games. And it's the classic, like, you know, you, you, you know, use the, like, little, like, baseball or whatever and, like, knock over the stack of bottles, right? And some jerk ass is there and he's trying to win the game and he wants one of the, like, big plushies and he just thinks he's hot shit because he was, you know, he was in the minor leagues or whatever. He's just, like, some asshole. And because he's being such an asshole, um, every single time he's, like, making these throws that arguably should be making it, but they're not. And Claire is like, yeah, look at his hand. Like, you know, she's showing Gretchen, like, this is what he's doing. The guy who's running the game, it's probably, like, TK or something, right? Yeah, it's got to be TK. Yeah. Even though we haven't seen a lot of other characters with it, um, he's probably got something like that. So he's making the ball veer off course and not hit. And the guy's like, oh, you know, this is fucking bullshit. I, you know, I I totally would have won. And the guy's like, yeah, I guess you're just not skilled enough. Sorry about it. And the guy, you know, you know, storms off in a huff. And there's this little girl that's there. And um, she tries. And the carny lets the ball do the right thing and, like, hit the thing. And she wins. And she gets, like, this big old stuffed unicorn. And it's really sweet. Because, like, you know, he could have just, like, done, like, the rigged game thing for everyone. Like, ooh, you know, fuck normies. But, no, like, the little girl was, like... Also pushed aside by the guy, if I remember correctly. Yes. Mm-hmm. She wanted to play first, and he was like, eh, you know, and he, like, shoved her aside, basically, so he could try his luck before her. So, yeah, it's, like, really sweet, because it's like, oh, you know, like, 
he's using his power for, like, a nice reason. Like, fuck, you know, that asshole and, like, helped a sweet little girl that just wanted, you know, to win a little unicorn. That's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. And the boxes are nearly empty. Their popcorn boxes are nearly empty. So, you know, time's almost up, as it were. Samuel comes up behind them and and, um, Gretchen's like, yeah, I'm pretty ready to go. And Claire's like, no, no, like, I want to see more because he offers them a chance to see behind the scenes and, you know, get a a different look to things. Basically, Claire is being charmed by this pretty damn well. It's interesting Gretchen's progression in this episode of, like, supportive, but Mm. also, like, weirded out, you know, Mm -hmm. when she's there and progressively more as we go on. But at the same time, it's trying like, to be supportive. It's kind of that thing, ultimately, right? Where it's like, she wants to be supportive because she's friends with Claire, and then also kind of maybe more, you know? Um, mm-hmm. But she's still also a normal person. She's not one. It goes back to the whole, she's not one of them mm-hmm. things, right? So she can be as supportive and loving and, you know, what she wants, but ultimately, she's not gonna get how great this must feel for Claire to be surrounded by these people who have found a way to live a normal for them life um, in the world and to be happy. Mm-hmm. So that's like terrifying for Gretchen because she doesn't want to lose her to this uh, very appealing idea. And because Samuel's being so charming as well, because he's like, oh, both can come backstage. All are welcome. It makes Gretchen's, like, <laughs> yeah, little right. snips and everything a little more um, out front. <laughs> well, it definitely, it makes her seem like the bad guy, the unreasonable one. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which is great, because that's what Samuel would want. It would want, you know, if she's being unreasonable and he doesn't need to say it, Claire could see it on her own, you know, that she's not being accepting. He's being accepting. Oh, yeah. All are welcome, my ass. <laughs> You hate humans. <laughs> Moving on. So, back to um, Noah and Lauren. Uh, Noah's a little frustrated because their little triangulation only narrowed it down to all of Southern Ohio. Which I didn't mention earlier because um, Lauren was like, well, l- listen, we'll triangulate it and then like we'll look at Google Maps. And they very specifically say Google Maps, which I found funny. So, while he's frustrated, Lauren is leafing through the Primatech box that is right there, a.k.a. Um, Eli's Target. <laughs> and she's all, like, reminiscing, like, wow, hard to believe we bagged and tagged all these people. And I was like, you're not going to find any leads in that box. I don't know why you're looking at it. Because the carnival is a nest that we never came across. And she's like, eh, I'm going to, like, look at some of these and cross-reference them with the CIA database anyway. And Noah's just like, brood, 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 brood. And I love Lauren. It's just like, get over it. Girls lie to their dads. <laughs> this isn't like an attack against you. You know, just get over it. And he's like, I deserve it. Like father, like daughter. Like he's like in his feelings right now. And she's like, all right, whatever. You know what? You want to wallow? That's fine. You can unload. And he's like, well, I've just driven everyone away with my suffocating need for control. Sandra, Claire, you. <laughs> and he's like, she's a little confused. Like, what do you mean me? And he's like, we had something at Primatech. And he tries to explain that whole thing to her. And she's like, well, I'd remember that. And he's like, not if you had your memory erased. And she gets like pissed <laughs> for a second. Like, did you hate me? He's like, no, you hastened yourself. 
And the energy gets weird, and, like, her reaction is kind of hard to read. I can't tell if she's angry about it or not, you know? The way she plays it. Because she's like, oh, so now she you're single. She like she's about to be upset it, because it, of how he acts now. It's it's difficult to, because I don't really, can't even say, like, if she, the way that she, like, talks with him, it's hard to read if she is getting upset or if she's just going to play it off as something else. Because she's like, oh, so now you're single and playing the field, so you try to reignite that flame. And before he can say anything back, there's a knock on the door. <laughs> So Noah goes over, and who's there but Eli? And he's all like, hi, I'm Eli. Um, I'm an emissary from the carnival. May I come in? Stop. <laughs> oh. I'm here. I'm listening. Stop. <laughs> he's trying to chew my headphones. Oh, no. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Keep going. Okay. So... Eli shows up, says he's an emissary. Hilarious. Go on. I'm an emissary for the carnival. And he's like, what the fuck? No, you're not coming in. And we already see that, yes, one of the Elis is already in the apartment. There are, there are several in the apartment, as a matter of fact. And he's like, listen, um, I don't want to hurt anyone. Bastards. So I'm, we're just going to take what we came here for and just be on our way. And <laughs> Noah turns around, looks at Lauren, and she flips the desk over, grabs the gun, and tosses it to him. That was just, He was just hiding under his desk. And, she, like, she knew, like, on instinct where it was. And Noah shoots one of the Elis, and he disintegrates, a.k.a. not the real one. Mm-hmm. Well, Eli grabs the gun from him, and they, like, run into the bathroom where, of course, he has another gun waiting. And Noah and Lauren are like, okay, it's a multiplier, so we've got to shoot the Prime to get rid of the rest. And she's like, it took us two weeks to find the one in Tulsa, so what's the plan here? And he's like, we're just going to shoot them all and hope for the best. <laughs> they come out. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Well, that would be a great plan, except for they come out of the bathroom and they are gone already. And so are the files. Eli even left Noah's Dead. gun behind. He just took the files and left. Which, I mean, like... He could have had a cool souvenir. Yep. Yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But it's, like, it's impressive that he did that. And, like, it wasn't like, oh, I'm gonna mm-hmm. get them. He didn't have that mentality of, I gotta get them. It's like, oh, they left me alone with the files. Here we go. We got what we had to go for. Goodbye. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Which I appreciate. Yeah, I mean, it's nice to have a, a character who's not just like, ooh, evil or whatever, just because he has the chance to fuck up someone like Noah Bennett. It's just like, no, he came there for a job, and the job's done, so there we go. Siler wouldn't have just taken the files and gone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's let's talk about what our, our sweet boy would have done. <laughs> he, he wouldn't, no, he'd have been like, <laughs> what's going on here? Who's this new lady, Noah? He would have, like, set the bathroom on fire. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. Jesus Christ. So I like that there's a character that was like, oh, they left me alone with what I wanted. Goodbye. (laughs) Yeah, he seems to be, if I recall correctly, he seems to be very, like, on task. Mm Mm-hmm. So. Mm Mm-hmm. Good good for that. And he's Samuel's new number two (laughs) because um, Edgar's gone. So. Yeah. Edgar's been shown. Mm-hmm. Shown the non-believer. No, I I truly think that she was about to get pissed at him because of the fact that, like, she made a choice to have, like, her, her own autonomous choice was to end it mm-hmm. by, you know, using, using Renee and doing that. And then him coming about and, like, 
seeking her out to reignite the flame because he wanted it to be reignited despite her wishes. I, I think she was about to be pissed. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's how it looked anyway, but it's hard to say. Mm-hmm. No, no, I can see that. I can see that. It, it, it's intentionally left, I think, hard to read. Especially because how quickly it's dropped once agree. Eli shows up. And how fucking great they work together because they're soulmates, goddammit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't I don't ship a lot of straight people. <laughs> when I do, it counts because it's passionate. <laughs> I don't do a lot of het, but yeah. Yeah, what what's uh what cool behind the scenes shit are Claire and Gretchen getting to see? So we have Samuel telling the bunch of kids from the carnival a story. How convenient and how charming <laughs> that this is what they come back oh to. Oh my god. Uh-huh. And yeah. Claire's like, wow, it's nowhere as creepy behind the scenes. And Gretchen's like, yeah, that's just because it's dark out. Uh- <laughs> and Gretchen is really caught up on the con artistry of it. And it's kind of like odd how she's like, oh, they're scamming people. And Claire's like, but yeah. Right? I was an asshole, you know? And You think she'd be, like, more understanding of the fact that they're living how they gotta live. And also that guy was a total dick, so who cares? Mm -hmm. She's very flip-floppy in this episode, so. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, Because she's like, it's also kind of exploiting people with their abilities to get this money. And not, like, just them using it to, to make an honest living. And then, before they can get into an argument about it... Guess who strolls up? Who also had a poster, if you paid attention, <laughs> in the background for the Puppet Master. It is motherfucking Eric Doyle. Here he is again. <laughs> what? This guy's like an old penny. He just keeps showing up. And he's like, hey, Barbie. And they Claire and Doyle hug. It's insane. <laughs> it's insane. I love it, though. I do love it. And she's like, what have you been up to? And he's like, Samuel found me. Everything changed. It's amazing. I can be myself here. And he asks her if she's going to be here a while because he's got to go strike his set and he'll be right back because he's got a couple things he's got to talk to her about. And Gresham is like, okay, who is this guy and how are you BFFs? And he's like, oh yeah, he kidnapped me and tried to make my mom shoot me, but you know, we're over it, lol. <laughs> and Gresham, you'll like, never Hold understand up, how chill <laughs> what? people can be about this shit in this world because it's just another Monday to them. Like, yeah. Oh. You'll never get it. Oh, I loved it though. Like that (laughs) chef's kiss, that little Doyle Claire part is great. So good. It's so good. (laughs) And you could tell they kept bringing David H. Lawrence back because they really liked him. Yes. Yes. And uh, before Claire can (laughs) talk with Gretchen more about that, Samuel grabs her like, come tell the kids a story. And she's like, I don't really have a story. And he's like, come on, everyone has a story. So Claire starts telling this, like, story about a frog, which is clearly a story about her. And while she's telling it, uh, Gretchen talks to Samuel, and she's like, what do you want from her? She's vulnerable right now. And he's like, we're in troubling times right now, and we don't offer much, but love we have an ample supply. So... Please. uh Uh-huh, (laughs) uh-huh. Oh my god, with your hippy dippy trip. No one believes you, mm-hmm. bud. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Gretchen does not believe him. But she can't just say that because Claire's just gonna her, like go rear at her, you know what I mean? Yep. Oh yeah, no, he he fully he fully knew how to handle the Gretchen of it all. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my god. The the Doyle conversation with Claire is one of my favorite fucking things about this episode. I had forgotten completely about it until they started having yes. it. And I was like, oh my god. Iconic. <laughs> We're over it. <laughs> it's so funny. It's so funny. Like, um... And then, you know, yeah, once again, I'm going to be beating this Petlar horse until I'm dead in the ground because... It's interesting how this Doyle thing is a really great parallel for someone like him turning over a significant new leaf. It's a great setup for maybe someone else to do mm-hmm. that down the line and have it be a thing that could be accepted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Because we really can't forget, even though Claire laughs about it because, you know, it didn't turn out tragically, that he had very, very bad intent. Oh, yeah. Like, he was a he's a level five villain. Mm-hmm. Like, this isn't, like, some rando, like, you know, misdemeanor. Like, no, he was doing horrible shit with his power. Yes. So. Yes, he was. Yeah. As we saw in his comic, his graphic novel, if you go back to listen to us talk about that. So. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Murder and uh, other things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> things that, let's say, certain watchmakers have only done metaphorically. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good stuff. Yeah. Um, just a just a quick little moment with with uh, Peter now. Um, back with it, it would seem Nathan. Uh, Nathan wiping away the blood from his wounds now that he can you know he's being allowed to heal again basically. Um, plus we had a helix shot. That's fun. Haven't had one of those mm-hmm. in a while because his the blood is a helix on his hand before he wipes it away. Um, and he's just so like oh god. He's just, like, so, like, downtrodden and just beat down. And it's just like, I'm tired, Pete. And Peter's like, yeah, I know. Like, you know, they obviously just fought, you know? Like, of course you're tired kind of thing. It's like, no, I'm I'm capital T tired. Like, I've been trying to get out. I've been trying to fight this. I don't think I can do it anymore. I can't hang on. Because, like, he knows he's not full and he never will be. Mm-hmm. He never will be. It doesn't matter what they do. It doesn't matter... How hard they push Siler down or how hard they try to... Like, he's not full. He's not intact. He's a really good facsimile, but that's ultimately all he is. So, it's it's so sad because it's like we're getting really close to possibly acceptance here. And Peter is just like still still in denial, though. He's like, let's go get some air. And so then they, they leave. Not quite the welcome back that Peter was hoping for. No, 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 no. I just want to give Peter the biggest hug in this whole episode. Yeah, yeah. He's killing me. He's absolutely killing me. Um, well, we, we ain't even to the, like, the extra killing part, which is coming up after this next scene. So, soon? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because oh. right now we go back to the carnival real quick, and, like, Claire finishes her frog story. And it's so, it's so great, because, like, she finishes, and the kids are like, yay, we love you. And the little girl comes up and just hugs Claire. And it's like, oh, because it's like, it, yeah, it's a story about a frog or whatever, but the frog lives happily ever after. And, like, kids know, you know, they know. And and, and the girl, I think, knew, like, that, you know, Claire was saying, like, they could have a happy ending. Like, you know, like, it's an us thing. and Or maybe Samuel paid her, like, a little bit of money to go and do that to manipulate her. I don't fucking know. We'll never know. But, like... <laughs> A little girl comes up and hugs Claire, and it's a sweet moment. And it sure is real hunky-dory, everything there. And so 
things are cool and little kids start you know because samuel's like all right time to bed like come on let's let's go and things are going swell until that same asshole from the bottle the little milk bottle game from before he comes stumbling back and he finds them and he confronts them all belligerent like i want my money back you stole from me blah 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 and samuel comes up super chill he's like friend you got no you got no beef here like it's a game of chance you lost that's what happens we don't steal we're not thieves that's not what went down and um <laughs> he basically also at the same time insults the fuck out of the guy which i'm fully here mm-hmm. for by being like it's a it's a game of chance maybe in skill maybe you just you know don't have either of those things going for you <laughs> um because like the guy was going on very loudly about you know being skilled in this way so it was a nice way to like take him down a peg and to make him mad in a very outlash like your kind of way so samuel doesn't fight back though the guy is like trying to wail on him and he just doesn't he just he just takes it which is not the samuel we've seen at all (laughs) but claire's right there so he's got to do a thing so He's going full Gandhi about it and, like, full nonviolent resistance. And Claire steps up because, you know, she – that's very Claire's character. She she does not let that happen. So she gets in the way and the guy is like, you know, you know, the fuck out of my way, blah, blah, blah. And he doesn't care that she's, like, some young girl. He's just he, – he'll just go for anyone at this point because he has a bottle and he breaks it. And he slashes her in the face with it. Could you imagine if Claire couldn't hear? Yeah. What the fuck, mm-hmm, dude? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like – that is messed up. And so he does it, but then she does the thing where she like turns around and she's healing and she's like, you can't hurt us. And he freaks out and he runs when he sees this. And it's like this nice little moment where it's like, Oh, Claire, look, look at you stepping up, protecting the people, the carnival, really just, you know, being there for them. And Oh, Look, wasn't it so great that Samuel didn't just annihilate this guy when he could have? And yeah, mm-hmm. it's like the most like manipulative part of the episode and a very manipulative uh, episode for Mr. Sullivan. So, yeah, mm-hmm. kind of his 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 grand his grand like little piece, you know, there is a stance for the, the the con that's being run on Claire, basically. Oh, yeah. But that guy fully, like, slashed her in the face with a bottle, so fuck him. Yeah, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah, fuck that guy, to yeah. be honest. But he couldn't... It was he like did. when, um... Because yeah. he did the same thing when Noah was shooting at, <laughs> at them. Where they had the chance mm-hmm. where he could have, like, you know... But instead he stopped uh, Becky. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. He's a wily one. He's not like Siler where he's just violent, violent, violent. He knows what to do sometimes. He um, knows how to, to pick at people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He knows when it's best to just let the beating happen. Yep. So, are we ready? Are you ready? I don't know if I'm ready. I guess I'm ready for the, like, the crux of the episode. <laughs> for the one of the most heartbreaking moments in the entire series. Mm-hmm. Because you thought when Siler slit Nathan's throat that we were saying goodbye to Nathan, but we're not. Now we are. Now we get to. And it's messy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's and it's emotional. And it's really hard to watch. So um, let's get into it. Where they end up is where they started. 
they are on the rooftop together by themselves. And when you know that this is Milo and Adrian's final time filming together too, it's so hard not to just feel that vibe throughout that they're both just trying not to lose it because they were so close um, outside of the show. Mm -hmm. And so they talk about their season one conversation and, you know, the whole thing about, like, dad's mental health and, like, you know, the flying thing. And he's like, do you remember, you know, what you said? And, and Nathan's like, yeah, I said, you know, I, I, I told you I could too. And Peter's like, no, 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 not at first. You said you, you couldn't. You said you couldn't. You denied it. And I just love Nathan being like, it was an election year. Like, what do you want from me? <laughs> um, and, and Peter's like, yeah, but look, look where we are. Look where we are after, you know, what, like a couple years at least? Mm-hmm. He's like, we made it through all of this, though. All the craziness, you and me together, we can make it through anything. But Nathan's just not, like, believing it and he's not having it. He's just like, even death? He's like, this is not me. This is not my body. It's always going to be Siler's body, no matter what. You're looking at an illusion, and I need you to keep fighting because, like, I can't. I can't do this anymore. He says he's killing me, and I can't hold on anymore, Pete. And Peter's like, no, no, no. Like, you need me to help you with this. That's why you found me. And, like, a little bit of Siler potentially comes out when he says, I found you because I wanted to crucify you in Times Square. Because he just crucified him, so it's very, like, oh, I'll get you, <laughs> you know. And it's like, Jesus, because that's the thing. is like, it can wear Nathan's face, but it's never going to be Nathan. And he's like, that's what I'm trying to tell you, because he's, like, kind of struggling. You can tell. He's like, Nathan has, like, a little fit. Like, he's struggling. He can't keep this going. And... I- Peter's starting, I think, to very reluctantly realize it, but not fully wanting to admit to it. And they have, like, one last bro hug. And it's so fucking sad. And he says that he's sorry because they're close enough to the edge that he pushes Peter away from him and he tries to just bail right over it. But it's not quite so easy because Peter's just not quite there yet. He's, like, he's getting closer, but he's not quite there. And he grabs his hand real quick um, so he can't fall. And he's holding on to him and he can't hold on. It's very literal now. He cannot hold on forever. And so he's like, you gotta let me go. Like, you need to accept that I'm gone. I'm not here. And Peter just will have it. He's like, no, you need to help me help you. Like, I can't pull you up on my own. Nathan's just like, no, you gotta carry on. You gotta carry on for the both of us. You gotta gotta tell mom I love her. You gotta take care of Claire. You've always been what's good in the world, Pete, and I feel like the world ain't seen nothing yet. Like, do you need a tissue right now or something? Because I feel like I do. God damn. He says he loves him. And, uh, yeah, he he lets go. Peter, Peter says he loves him and he lets go because he has to. And this is what acceptance looks like, I guess. And it's so brutal because it's like, now you have to think, even though Nathan's been dead for so long, Peter didn't know. And now he knows and he couldn't deal with it because he was in denial for so long. But now he's can accept that this is true. And now it's like, now you're in the real grief shit. Like, now you get to be just sad and 
alone and scared and all those things that he couldn't be before. And it's, it's going to be interesting to see how the show actually tackles that, which is kind of cool. Um, it's not just like a thing that they sweep under the rug where it's like, Oh, and now Nathan's for real gone. Like, no, they really, they have to embrace it because he's a public figure. First of all. Um, but I don't know. I, I like what's going to come from this happening. So very dramatic scene with uh nathan falling down below as you know they've both let go and peter's just so distraught he's so upset and as the body is falling through the air what should happen but siler's form takes over and he smiles he just fucking grins at peter as he's falling and I'm pretty sure that if this were on cable, he would have flipped Peter off. Like, I feel it like that was something we were missing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, but sadly, no, we're on network. And so he falls through the air very dramatically and he smashes um, onto the roof of a car down below. And, you know, his legs are all fucked up. His arms all fucked up. But then, he, you know, he heals and he gets up and he just hops off of the car and he looks up, and he gives him, like, a little wave, like, be seeing you, bud. And he strolls away. Mm-hmm. Now we can actually say for real goodbye to, to Nathan Petrelli, to Adrian Pazdar. This is actually it. Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. Original character, original cast member since the very beginning. <sighs> this is his actual curtain call on Heroes. Mm-hmm. And I feel like even though people were really upset because they, too, did, were in denial and didn't want this to be true and had had become somewhat okay with the way that the show was handling it. All, I'm talking all the, like, really hardcore Nathan mm-hmm, fangirls and mm-hmm. stuff that didn't want to lose Pazdar. Well, now it's like, well, now he's actually gone. So, you know, it's, it's interesting moving forward into the last few episodes, what that's going to be like and how Peter is going to move on from here, what he's going to choose to do in terms of, like, his goals now and like what he wants to be and who he wants to be. And also what's going to happen if he sees that wacky old watchmaker again. (laughs) Yeah. (sighs) Um, it was interesting on the roof, like when it's still Nathan, like watching Pazdar's face as it's like, he's, you could tell he's trying to fight Siler off. (sighs) Because sometimes he'll look at Peter and he'll oh, be yes. pissed. <laughs> like, the look yes. is like... Yeah, oh, totally. And it's like trying to pull it back from that. And, like, yep. you can't just keep patienting forever. He did. Because we have seen and we've talked about it on uh, here, like, he can heal. He has Claire's power. You can't erase his memory. Yes. Yes. Siler's gonna always be Absolutely. there. It's not... And, you know, and you can't just use the power because then it's just Siler yep. walking around. <laughs> He can't, like, shapeshift. Exactly. So. Exactly. Yeah. And it's like, uh, Pazar does not get enough credit for how good he was playing both those parts. Yep. Like, he's very underrated on the show, and he has been since the start. Um, but that was a particular challenge for him, and I think he just nailed it, <laughs> if I may. Mm-hmm. I didn't mean to do that. I'm sorry. I'm a bad person. <laughs> mm. Um, Yeah. Um, so here's here's my fun. It's not like a crackpot theory or whatever, but it's like adjacent. Okay. It's like a cast iron pan mm-hmm. theory. Um, 
I believe much of that wasn't even the Nathan. I believe that was Siler getting what he wanted from Peter. That is a damn good crackpot. Because <laughs> I can believe it. Because of because of the rea- like I I know that Siler's a grinny little shit in general, but the timing of how he does it and like I I I used to see it as him being forced to see like oh this is your enemy that you've released into the world again you know but now i think it's like yeah you fucking fell for it you can you can punch me you can you can annihilate me with a fucking power tool but i got what i wanted and i knew how to do it i made nathan sad for you and i made him i made him make you let me go especially because peter's the one that described the stuff on the roof and nathan didn't remember denying it exactly exactly i truly feel like that was fully siler wearing a mask the whole Mm -hmm, time mm -hmm. even though that really probably kills the pathos for people for nathan's true goodbye it goes back to the point of all of this which is that nathan's gone yeah so can't say goodbye he's already gone peter can say goodbye because this is how he has to do it but nathan's not there yep yeah I fully think at least most of it was Siler doing that to get what he wanted. Probably. And knowing mm-hmm. how to do it. Okay. So, <laughs> but yeah, this. He knocks something onto the floor. <laughs> it's fine. But yeah, this. It didn't shatter, so it's fine. <laughs> Speaking of shatter, this is like the fam- the fandom um, shatter point, honestly. Like it cracked. And oh this yeah, is this the is shatter the point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. No, this is the point where a bunch of people were like, "Yeah, remember how I said I wasn't going to keep watching when he got his throat slit?" But I'm for real now. Because <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. there are like Nathan fangirls and like Pazdar fangirls who I don't think I've ever seen the end of the show, or at least at first when it was airing. Maybe they went back later, but they were very like, "No." Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. But it's like that's the thing, right? It's like the show's been telling you the whole time he's gone. He's been gone. Pazar is still around, but he wasn't playing Nathan. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I'm, like, fully convinced that Siler did that. I can't believe it took me this long to think about it. Too. I wholeheartedly like, agree no, with you. Peter, he knew how to play you. you know? From the moment no. he shifted to Nathan on that board. He knew how to board. finally get what he wanted. <laughs> <sighs> yep. Yep. Oh, yeah, that was fully, like, what? You can't do it if I look like this, right? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. That's what you want, right? your weakness right yep he's such a shit he's such a fucking shit mm-hmm. <laughs> that little bc in you wave oh i hate him i love him but i hate him you know because peter to go because i want to dive now into this crackpot theory because peter must have had to let down Absolutely. the haitian block to try to haitian memory thing yes because otherwise he wouldn't have been able to shift yes and so Siler's like, oh, we could prolong this fight and he's going to keep doing this. And is it worth the pain or should I just, you know, help him accept it, you know? <laughs> <laughs> should, should I do my old friend a favor? <laughs> should I just help him accept this? Or like... In his fucked up yeah, way. Mm-hmm, yeah. mm-hmm. Like he gets what he wants, but also he's like, all right, all right. Let's, let's get to, let's cut to the chase here. Yeah. Like... I'm a little bored of this pain thing, so, like, let's let's yeah. do it. I got things to mm-hmm. do. Because, so. yeah, if you look at exactly the timing of when he turns into Nathan Face again, what that means in terms of, like you said, letting the block up, because, you know, he has to 
be able to do the thing. And then later on, he lets him heal when he looks like Nathan. Yeah. So it's all very calculated, yeah, yeah, yeah. I would argue. I want to talk about it more, but I won't. So we'll just we'll slide on because I feel like I'm just going to keep repeating myself. I, <laughs> Damn. I enjoy it. That's a good that's a good one. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I was like, I'm not trying to be a total Siler fangirl. I truly think that's what happened there. And I think that's why they, you know, really overindulged on that falling shot. Mm-hmm. Because it was really Siler like, hey, guess what, buddy? <laughs> <laughs> I got what I wanted. I always do. Because they could have had Nathan fall the whole way and then, like, Siler turns while on the car and gets up and does a wave, but. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But the way they did it, that makes me think that it was a ploy. Because Siler loves the drama. He is the drama. And he is the mm-hmm. villain. He is. He's both. He's, he's both. <laughs> <laughs> And can you believe where we're going to be in just five episodes' time with these two? I can't believe it. We'll just have to get there, though. (laughs) Fuck. Yeah, I know. But it's just, it's wild to think about. It's so wild. We've got more of a journey to go, and then it's done. Yeah. But we're not there yet. (laughs) No. So, back at the carnival, Claire is, like, literally helping Samuel wash the blood off his face. And she's like, why did you let him beat you up? And he's like, well, I had to make that choice to preserve the well-being of my family. You know, could have defended himself, but he's got to weigh the decisions when dealing with the outside world. You know, and he, he then he really pushes Claire's buttons like, we're not that different. We're both learning about new things. Because, like, he focuses on Gretchen for a minute about ourselves. Looking for new ways to live our lives on our terms. And Mm -hmm. she's like, but you found that here. And he's like, have we? You know, we get to live as we want, but as long as we lie and keep our heads down and let some freak punch us and not hit us back. (laughs) And it's like, listen, we all think the carnival is strange, but it's the only life that a lot of us know. But I know there can be more and we can be bigger if we can figure out how. And Claire, I think you are the key to helping us do that. And he tells her she's welcome to stay for a few more days and figure out what she wants before she goes back to school. And then we see Gretchen and Claire start to head back for the car. And Claire and Gretchen's like, oh boy, 21 hour drive. Here we come. Who goes first? <laughs> but Claire's like, no, I'll see you on Monday. I'm going to stay because I need to see what I want if I want to be here. And Gretchen's like, all right, you know what? I get it. Like, you know. You felt like you belonged. It's something that I honestly haven't felt like my whole life, and I'm happy for you. And we see Lydia and um, Samuel waiting at the gate. And uh, Claire's like, I'll see you Monday. And Gretchen's like, yeah, I hope so. We see Samuel and Lydia talking, and Samuel's like, listen, I'm going to make it right. It's it's all going to make sense soon, Lydia. You just have to trust me. And Lydia's like, I still am kind of fuzzy on what purpose Claire is going to serve. And he's like, she's not the one that we're after. And as we watch Gretchen drive away, the carnival vanishes in the rear view because you know it moves. And we also get to see That's a cool shot. an overhead shot of a truck bed where the asshole guy is dead in the truck. That's a cool shot. <laughs> I'm all about, like, fuck that guy. <laughs> yep. And we get to end the episode on a Samuel speech. And I didn't write all of it down because that's just the way we do it on this podcast. But 
I also didn't, because if it's not, like, Siler or Peter talking, or Mohinder sometimes, what's the, what's the point? I especially didn't talk, like, write down what he said when it was going over a few scenes. And we get to see Peter going to Angela, like, in tears, and, you know, getting a hug. Oh, buddy. We see Emma practicing on her cello. We get to see Hero Mohinder and Ando running through the woods. <laughs> Say what? <laughs> and we see Siler putting his villain cap on. We also get to see Tracy looking at her hands. And we find out that he's giving the speech at the grave. And he is preaching about how they are, have to bring in these new members and how all these new members need to... They deserve a new home, a promised land. No more moving around. And he keeps coming back to this spot as the place where that community needs to happen. So they can live their lives on their own terms. But, but, but... That cannot happen until we gather the rest. And when that's done, we will come back and we will be home. And Claire is watching him give the speech and she looks like she's into it. To be continued. Oh, shit. I mean, yeah, like Claire is hanging out with the carnival, but who does he really want? Who is he really after? Yeah, he doesn't make that known. Not yet. Who do you think he's really after? Why would he need to bring Claire? To be honest, I don't remember. <laughs> Me neither. That's why I'm asking. Because I was like, maybe we'll be right. <laughs> it's Peter, potentially, would be my guess. Because he had Siler and he lost Siler. Um yes. He's slippery. Because I literally don't remember what the chain well, of events was for Claire. He, he he had a damaged Siler. He's about to meet the real deal. Yeah. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. yeah. See how much he wants that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, speaking of how much we want that, the next episode is <laughs> our oh, least favorite episode of Heroes. But it'll be interesting to see how Upon This Rock plays now on a rewatch of it. Yes. Because we are different people than we were then. And I ha- I don't think I've rewatched the episode <laughs> since then. Hence me being like, I don't remember who he was after. <laughs> Same, because um, the ones I rewatched the most, oh, shock, oh, they were the Siler episodes, but it was usually because I was making, like, fan mm-hmm, art or something mm-hmm. with them. I was doing, like, videos or GIFs or something. So I had to rewatch scenes a bunch. If he wasn't in an episode, I've probably barely seen it. So Upon This Rock, I think I've seen yeah. once. Which is not true. Most of the episodes I've seen, at least parts of them, multiple times. I mean, maybe I watched it twice when we did the rewatch, but that was, like, right after season four. So, again, it's been years. <laughs> yeah, okay, you're right. It would have been twice because of, uh... The bingo. Because of bingo. But it would have been shuffled around, so... bingo. Yeah. Can you, can you imagine how wild it is that we did that? That we, like, just fully shuffled the entire series and didn't watch it in mm-hmm. order once? Like, that's mm-hmm. crazy. It's crazy. We did it because we're crazy, yes. I guess. <laughs> yes, yes. Have we talked about how we did the, uh, Do people know what we're I about? I think we mentioned it <laughs> twice before, maybe. I think okay. we have mentioned a Heroes Bingo a couple times. Well, like, to be very specific, we randomly drew out of a little, like, list of every episode. And so each night you would watch an episode but it was not in any in any order unless you happened to pick one that was in order with mm-hmm. the other one. um 
So we did like a completely shuffled rewatch of the show, which is wild. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the idea was that we, you know, people made bingo cards and you, you know, if we picked it, then you put it on your spot. And then um, we had a hashtag that we would use so that we could all talk about it on Twitter um, at the same time. So it was fun. Yeah. It was a different way to watch it. Yeah, yeah. I still have a lot of the photos of like the little action figures revealing the yes. episode. That was because we went back and forth. I think taking pictures of it. Yeah, like you have some with some plushies. I have some with some action figures and like other mm-hmm, shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was fun. It was a thing we did. God, how long was that? It was after the series ended, but like how long after it was? It wasn't that long. After, it was like maybe right? the year after. So. Seems about right. Mm-hmm. So give us our socials, Keisha. Cool. I'm not going to go look up what our handles are or anything, because that would be... Do you want me to do the socials? Um, <laughs> no, it's okay. I'm, I'm already good. I always want to say the wrong thing for Twitter. I always want to say... Yeah, 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 yeah. I always mm-hmm. switch them up in my head. All right. Well, thank you for um, rejoining us, or joining us, if you're new to the proceedings. Um we are on social media. Don't look about when the last time, like, we actually posted. That's, that's not, like, that's not what we're doing. This isn't, like, an expose type of thing. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, we do have a Twitter, believe it or not. We are at Eclipse Podcast on Twitter.com. If you want to follow us on social media, I can be found at, at Lady underscore Snark, S-N-A-R-K. Rachel is at that verb there. Verb with a B, like box of popcorn all right great rachel what are you tweeting about nothing fantastic i'm so glad we cut this in you want to email us once again nobody has um looking at you cell um <laughs> that'll be eclipsed pod at gmail.com i called her out once for it and i thought it'd be funny if she sent like a hi or something <laughs> so i'm doing it again um the best way to get a uh, hold of us is going to be the discord which is pretty dead at the moment but i mean like we're around and we're finishing this fucking thing so you know, come say hi. Uh, we will link to that in the show notes. Um, wherever you're listening to us, we're all over the place. If you want to rate us, you know, if you want to leave a comment, you want to subscribe to future episodes because it's not just going to be heroes. We don't know what the fuck it's going to be exactly yet, but this isn't going to be the last you hear from us. Uh, suck it, I guess. We still have um, Reborn. It's going to be a while. <laughs> What if we did two episodes a week for Reborn, and then I don't have to live that alone? What if time? I don't um, want to edit two episodes a week for Reborn? <laughs> what if? <laughs> what if? We what if each right episode now? talked about two episodes of Reborn? <laughs> what if we do it the same? Oh, so. God. <laughs> what if? Um... Yeah, okay, so, but I mean Beyond Reborn, because Reborn is how long? 13 episodes, right? It's not that long. Is it ju- I think it's just 13. Right? I, I, you had me for a minute there. I was like, it's only 13, right? Um, so, yeah, that's fine. It's like a couple months or whatever. Um, yeah, 13. Yeah, okay, well, that's fine. Um, and then we also have one more graphic novel episode. So. Yeah, we've got bonus episodes still. So we have some stuff. But I mean, like, also stay tuned, stay tuned, because this is, is going to turn into yes. something else eventually. We just don't know what. Yet. We have ideas we haven't um, decided yet. We have yet. ideas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we're almost wrapping up with the main show, and I'm very excited because this is where a lot of people just, you know, fucked off and never came back. And they were wrong, because there's a lot of really great stuff coming up. And 
Honestly, compared to a lot of shows that got fucked over and didn't get renewed when they thought they might, a pretty okay ending. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. it's pretty okay. Uh, but yeah, thank you for joining us. We will see you next time. Um, goodbye, everybody. Bye-bye. Next time on Eclipse, Claire continues her unpaid carnival internship. Ando's still on the show. Really, I promise. And we finally get to lay Nathan Petrelli to rest. For reals this time. Honestly. It's a real funeral and everything. Tune in.